Welcome to Forever Exile, the Path of Exile podcast. This is episode 11. I am one of your hosts, Justin, aka Tags. And I'm the other host, Tyler Wrecker of Days. And uh, yeah, we've got another fun, exciting... I'm actually really excited about this episode. Double ones? Uh, Yep, double ones is cool. Mostly because you get to do a lot of talking. I like that. I'm excited It's going to bore everybody else. Every time I talk, I go for like 20 minutes about a subject three people care about. Yeah, but I get so much work done while you're talking. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So uh, yeah, episode 11, episode 10 was awesome. Uh, Thanks for everybody who's listened. I know we forgot to give away the car. So hopefully by the end of this episode, we will remember. (laughs) I hope so. I mean, how do you forget something like that? It's an old school firebird. It was really funny. I got a message from a friend on Discord saying, so who who won it? (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, we forgot to draw it coming up it's coming up keep keep entering <laughs> that's, that's right keep applying in the method that right. we didn't discuss that's right it's coming up i'm sure how are you i'm doing really well doing really so, well how are you i'm awesome before we get into <laughs> don't i don't care at all uh, i do care i do care but i don't want to forget this so before we get into the whole you know chatting about our builds i i briefly mentioned to you that i was thinking about you today when i got out of the shower which was a little awkward Nah, but people uh, do it, it all the time all the time yeah i know it's followed by just like incontrollable sickness but uh <laughs> i don't know why it was for some reason in my head about you know just our initial chat because we haven't actually had a whole lot of time this week to talk typically we we do play quite a lot through the week and we're on discord and we're hanging out quite a bit this week's just been really busy but uh i was going over the whole you know where we where we introduce ourselves and for some reason in my head i had this idea of i could never call you by your game name you know how some people have you know people have game names where it's not terrible and i in my head i was going how could i ever say and this is wrecker of days (laughs) i don't know why but it just it came into my head that i don't think i could ever say maybe wad i know you like that (laughs) Okay, Wrecker of Days for I used to be Trinai Party, and I'm not gonna say why I was Trinai Party. Do you remember why? Yeah, of course I know why. Well, I I, triple net. (laughs) Yeah, I went through a few variations. There were a few of them, yeah. But anyway, I got really tired of Trinai Party. I was looking for something super awesome, and and when Justin and I would play games back before even like we could find a decent type of co-op game that we could do couch co-op together. We would just take turns at some sweet RPGs. Like we would be playing Fallout 3 and we would just take turns like an hour on, hour off. And we'd, you know, Justin would play for an hour and he'd level our character, make whatever choices he wanted. And it'd always be the opposite way that I would want to play. And then I'd come in and I'd play for an hour. But we'd always name our characters in a way like Wrecker of Days, something that would, you know, it was just our goal in every game that you could actually RPG in dialogue and stuff. It was just our goal to just wreck people's days. So I ended up asking him and it was all right if I could just take it. But I probably even though I really like it because I like to be quite helpful in games like I think let's say, you know, like I'm playing Dark Souls and you get invaded by somebody and their gamer tags wrecker of days. It's awesome. Oh, it's so cool. So cool. But then like imagine like you're looking for help and the summon sign on the ground is wrecker of days. It's kind of ironic. So I thought it'd be kind of fun and I'm glad and thank you for letting me use it. Uh, I probably though would have had second thoughts. I probably wouldn't have done it if I realized the acronym was WAD. 
What's wrong with wad? It sounds like a piece of snot. <laughs> it's like fitting. Snorking up some wad. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, but I get referenced a lot, and I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind. People call I just you wad. Oh, I get wadded all the time. Mm. Yeah, but I just I think of snot when I hear right. wad. Hopefully, nobody else does. I think everyone else must be thinking record of days, of course. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, anyway, so so- next time I call, and uh, maybe I'll like get a hold of your wife or something, and be like, "Hey, hey, sup? Is tags there?" I feel like she would know. Sadly, <laughs> now she would laugh at you uncontrollably. You don't think and- she would just? Uh, no, I don't think so. But boy, she would not let me live that down. Yeah, I don't think I feel like your wife would probably be the same. In fact, I feel like she would just start laughing right off the bat if I said I'm looking for a record of days, please. Mostly because she'd be like, uh, yeah, (laughs) record of all my days. (laughs) True, true. She's got a wicked egg, though. Let's. Yeah, I don't think you want to get into that though. No, no. Uh, okay, so let's go into this week. How's your how's your PoE been? Your PoE? Oh. See, no, it's not, I can't call it Path of Exile if you're not Wrecker of Days. So, okay. so Wad, how was PoE? <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you shorten tags? Uh, I got oh, for you, man. Oh, oh, good for you. See, that was a well thought out one. Um, good. I've actually been playing Filter. Want to talk about it? Huh? Three people who love filters. I've actually been. Um, trying to make a filter over the past couple of weeks. I've been trying to make a filter that would be extremely easy to edit every new league when POE come, when Poe comes out with new content. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been trying to make a filter for everybody, not just for my guides and the filters that I have available right now or prior to a few days ago were only relevant for my guides. It would exclude any type of gear that none of my guides would bother using. So, um, I spent the last couple of weeks really trying to hone in and I would like to thank you publicly. Um, when Justin and I game and if I'm on console and he's on PC, we just hook up on discord and we're talking while we, while we play individual platforms. Um, <laughs> I know Justin doesn't sign on just to answer filter questions, but it's like the second he signs on, I'm always like, so if y- in a filter, do you want really loud sounds lots or only for the crazy epic stuff? How often do you want those crazy visual effects shining up into the sky? Do you like the way that this looks or do you like the way? That, and I just bombard um, tags. Never heard of this Justin guy. Just bombard tags with questions about filters. And he very patiently on a regular basis. It's like he answers like that's what he signed in to talk about. And he's well, they're mostly just yes or no questions. Right, pretty you easy. Do, you're, you're very kind and you're very patient and I appreciate it. So anyway, I know what happens if I don't answer you. <laughs> it works in its way into the grocery store. But <laughs> but no, so I've been harassing Justin for two weeks and I almost wasted two weeks, but it hopefully I remember why my filters are this way. So I was trying to make a progressive filter where things naturally on their own by certain item levels would start like things would be start getting more strict. You know what I mean? Only the best items would show up by the end. But I started thinking, and you helped me remind, you helped remind me of this was people have very different preferences for when they want their filter to be strict. 
right? Sometimes sure. they're playing solo self-found and they want the uh, the filter to be strict a lot later in their gameplay. Whereas some people, like normally for yourself when you're not doing solo self-found, basically by the time you're mapping, you're just, okay, screw it. I want a really strict filter because I'm buying all my gear. Yep. And so because I started... You, you reminded me that there's a, quite a variety of different methods. It's it doesn't didn't really make sense for me to have a naturally one way regressing system that naturally filtered everything out slowly. So I, I went back to my old system of having like kind of like a starting off filter and then a strict filter and then the strict filter with no low currency. And uh, so it really simplified it a lot, but I made a filter for everybody that incom- accommodates all top gear, not just for my guide specific stuff. And then I'm using that exact same new style of how I've organized it. And I'm going to revamp my guide specific ones. So mm. uh, gameplay, I probably have about two hours in, but it was only to test my filter. Uh, so actually gameplay wise, I got, I was reading some comments from people that were, you know, just getting back to us on on different formats and saying hi and uh, i saw some people that were congratulating you and saying they're excited that you're uh, back into pc play so why don't you (laughs) talk directly to those people well uh, i would like to blame justin for this um i didn't play pc since our previous podcast and it was because i did I, i just completely stopped uh and it's because i am justin teased in episode 10 oh I don't, and just in case you don't know who justin and that's the tags guy that i'm talking to tags teased in episode 10 that there's an epilogue change as you progress in storyline and right. i haven't done that yet so that was a greater tease for me than trying to figure out my bow build so the interesting thing with you trying to put the blame on me is that this week you didn't do anything to try and progress towards that epilogue change so oh, no, 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 I did in standard on console with my already existing builds, but I also used it to test my filters. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that. Hey, what? what, 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 what? I'm, I'm finally uh, in like the latter half. I have 16 watchstones. I think I just got 17 tonight before the before a thingy thing. But but you've quit. You've officially quit PC twice already in this league. Yeah, well, isn't that the way you're supposed to retire? You retire and then you have second thoughts and you come back. Right. But you don't come back for the Green Bay Packers. You come back for the Minnesota Vikings and then you retire again. I don't think you can count that as coming back, Tyler. You get to level two. You get to level two by the time you reach the very first zone. Well, come on. Come on. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. But I'm still having a lot of fun. And my filters are basically done. I'm at the point now in filter land where like I know exactly what it's going to look like with like just looking at a filter. I know exactly what it's going to look like. And I know exactly the order it should be in. And I almost don't need to double check it. I just put it in a debugger online just to make sure I didn't accidentally screw up. Like, mm. it, you know, actually, you know, typed typed an item base wrong or a class wrong or had no space between quotations or something, something grammatical in, in code land. But besides that, I'm getting pretty comfortable with it. I quite like it. It's a lot of fun. That's awesome. I have a big smile on my face, semi laughing right now at this idea in my head that I want to say, is your filter talk as dry as the end of this podcast might be? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it was a good Um, video and Ivan's put in a tough spot. No, we'll get to that later. Um, How's your build? Talk about your build. 
Yeah, my build was good. I'm actually one more thing that I wanted to reference about you and console that is a good thing is that I did see people commenting to saying like, I'm glad that you play console and thanks for, you know, talking about console, which is cool because there's not a whole lot of people that talk about console when it comes to Path of Exile typically, just because most I would say the majority of player, the player base is PC based. And I also um, appreciate that the person who made that one comment who it made me laugh and smile at his comment understood that we're actually not dicks to each other like we both (laughs) understand that we're joking we've been friends for like way too long we're not offending each other so just if you think we are calm your tits it's fine (laughs) calm your tits no uh it it does sound like we hate each other and i really do hate justin if i was if anyone offer their friendship to me i would take it and bail on justin and oh man if i had another friend that played path of exile (laughs) i know i'd be out i know I know there's millions of people that play POE and for some reason we're like the only two around anyway. um, Um, My build since what, like early nineties and it's 2020. Like we're talking what 92. I think we're like at least 18 years old right now. Oh, oh my goodness. That's like 18 years too many. Uh, Anyway. So my build has been good. It's there hasn't been a whole lot of change to it only because this, this week has been really real life busy. So I as well haven't had a ton of time to play, but I also haven't built a filter. So when I did get on to play, I actually played the game. It's just do progressing. Need, do you need me to make you a filter? No, this one guy makes like like six really easy filters. Never, never heard of him. Hey, that's the start of his name. Yeah, never, never heard of him. Yeah, um, but uh, I it's just it kind of is you're at a point once you beat Cyrus of just progressing the watchstone, you know, like uh, I'm just trying to fill the the atlas. Uh, I'm till still totally into this league. I'm really enjoying it. I have weird goals for myself with regards to the challenges this league. So uh, like, no, it's it's like, go on, go on. Why well, I really want that portal and this league. I feel like the challenges are actually reasonable. I really wanted last league's portal. I should have played league because I bought the Bane Lynch support pack and they had the portal at 24 challenges was perfect for the bane lynch support pack and there's nothing in the store that really goes well with the bane lynch so i was really they had a portal at only 24 yeah it was the second one. Oh, oh and wow. i want i wanted that well you'll be able to i think buy it soon i don't think i've ever seen a portal at 24 <sighs> that's pretty sweet if so i think this one's at 36 but at least this league it feels like the challenges are reasonable mm. they're not like way way out there and super difficult to do so um yeah build's been fine though so they had an announcement a couple days ago while we're on the subject yeah for that they're celebrating seven years since open beta that's which cool. is really cool so do, do you remember when you started playing i think it was 2014 right i think we have I, that in our notes or something i have an, a very embarrassing part of my poe history is it you maybe it was even like right close to open beta or just after it got released you said there was this game that i would love and i tried it and for some reason i didn't keep playing it and i'm so bummed that i'm one of those people that didn't start playing in the ones i started playing in the early twos okay yeah i do remember trying to get you into it because i played i started in 2012 i think it was it was still closed beta and i i got talked into it by uh an online friend who i'd play tons of games with and he had kind of mentioned hey this you know game came out and so i started playing in closed beta and i do remember talking to you i feel like it was right after it came into open beta because you were like i'm not paying for that game and so i <laughs> think great. as open beta came out you did try it and it didn't it didn't last and I, I, we still have some friends like we have a friend josh who he's tried it and and even my brother he's tried it and i always wonder like what is wrong with you it's perfect you, 
I don't get why you don't play it more. It's just weird to me. Yeah. And I'm really disappointed. I have no idea why it didn't catch on. I don't know what I was looking for at the time. I think I really liked Torchlight at the time. No, we weren't at Torchlight. No, no, no. Torchlight came way later when we actually started playing it. Pretty sure. I have no idea what else I would have been played. Maybe that was back when I only played like sports games. Yeah, you were probably into like Madden NHL and you're like, no. Yeah, and then uh, Not made by EA. those <laughs> games were really good then, right? Until uh-huh. Ubisoft went crazy and made Blacklist. It's not an EA game. I don't play it. But anyway, that's pretty cool. Seven years since open beta. Yeah, very cool. And, and I was thinking about that when they post. I think they tweeted it when I saw it, um, which I will say, I actually really like Twitter. And now this is really, I know people are probably listening. Like, did he just say that? Uh, I, it's so easy. I'm not, I never really got big into Twitter, but if I was to use a social media platform primarily, that would be it because you can just type something and then walk away. I don't have, <laughs> I don't have to take a picture. I don't have to, I, I don't have to read a response. And if somebody wants to respond, they just, I don't know, it just adds you and you see it. I, it's just, I, I've really liked, and we've had people messaging. It's so simple. We had the, the guy who won our $60 giveaway. Yeah, it was easy. I was just messaging him. We were just chatting. Yeah. So I don't know. I like it. Anyway, they tweeted on it um, when it came out or that they announced the seven years. And I was thinking to myself, I can't think of many games that have lasting power like Path of Exile, mm. where you're seven years from an open beta. So it's, you know, it had been around before that. And really, there wasn't a huge change between... I, there was obviously a change when they went to open beta and then there was definitely a big change very shortly after open beta but uh seven years like a game that's been in out for seven years from open beta status that has just got this massive following that has progressively just gotten bigger it's not shrunk in size yeah you know especially because they brought in leagues which was if you ha- if leagues didn't exist i feel like path of exile would have fizzled because you i just i don't know how people like you play standard yeah all the you know what i mean i just think in general most players are think are the same thinking to some degree as me where you need the league to like reinvigorate that that love for path of exile because it's all new it's new it's fresh it's not just well they found a way to make players come back every three months right like you and I love Dark Souls. You and I love Dragon's Dogma. We love a lot of other games. We used to, we we love like what's that? Um, Age of Empires, or I mean, if they still had the license, Battle for Middle Earth. Like we would go back yeah. and play and play and play. But some of these games, like Stellaris, it's been like a year and a half, right? And they've found a way to bring people back every three months now in terms of bugs and stuff. Some of us probably wish it was every four months, but it's every three months. And it's totally free. It's not even like you have the obligation of playing like you would WoW or something like that. World of Warcraft, because you have a subscription, you're signing in to do stuff or your dailies. Like, And they even with dailies made it more convenient for us and more risky for them. Like with dailies, the way like the sorry, I'm by dailies with POE. For those of you who are new, I'm referring to um, like master missions, right? And now you can assign them to your map and you can do them in any order, anytime you want. But it used to be that they didn't stack. And it used to be that you would have to sign in every day, therefore your dailies, and you would have to do each one and hope that it was some sort of assignment that your character, your build could do properly. And when you get rid of dailies, 
you risk people not coming back often to care about those types of upgrades. And they made it more consumer friendly and it's even more popular. I love it. I absolutely love what they're doing. I didn't know yeah, it was cool. Them. No, that's cool. I like it was just it was cool seeing their post about it. I love the fact that they're overly and super proud of it. I freaking I think they're just one of the coolest development companies ever. And um, it's just fun seeing some of the old stuff. You know, they put the trailer from the open beta when it was released. And, oh, you yeah, know, that was cool. the, yeah. the, the, the thread that they put up for it was really cool. So anyway, can I, I, I just would say congrats to them like that. Yes. They have they've really done an, an awesome job. And yes. seven years is it's a long time. It is 2012. It is. I, yeah. And it's it just cracks me up that I've been playing it for that long. And now my kid plays it. Yeah. You know, it's just. It's, oh. it, I can't think of any other games that are like that. Yeah. Well, think of think of it. I mean, this this might make you feel really old, but think of PO, now PoE 2 is coming out when it's going to be seven, maybe eight years old, right? It, how much longer is PoE 2 going to last? Like, yeah. all our kids are going to play it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, so yeah, cool. that's pretty cool. That's so cool. Yeah. They um, to to celebrate. Well, no, it wasn't to celebrate. It was just they just came out with some new skins. But you know me, I'm a minion guy. And mm. I I would have, oh man, I still, I know it doesn't really match. And it was highly criticized, even though it looks really cool. But what was that? They had the mystery box where it was kind of like carnival and clowny and mystical. Yeah, that was, right? was lastly good. Really, I think so. I think so. And it was really colorful. Anyway, yeah, it was, it was 4 3.8, which was the minion improvement yep. league. And... So I was really hoping they were going to come out with some minion stuff. Like if they came out with clown zombies, even if they were like the terrifying, creepy kind. Oh, that would have been so cool. I don't know if you're allowed to say it, but I wanted midget clowns or little people clowns. That's what I wanted. I wanted to just have a billion of them running around me. <laughs> like zombies mean or just yeah, anything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Zom- I wanted to p- apply it to everything and just be like, yeah, just yeah. have these. Instead of Monte Carlo's of- grasp, which increases the size of zombies. Yeah, just make them itty bitty and just like running all over the place. I, they finally came out with skeleton skins again. Like I have, I think it's the only, I don't know. They really went on the Stygian, Stygian, Stygian look for a bit for a lot of other minions. Skeletons, I've always had the old school statues and they've that happened even, I don't know. They probably had that since 2014. They added, mm-hmm. um, what are they called? The mannequin skins for skeletons and it's only for skeletons and it looks really cool when you're zoomed in but when you're zoomed out it they look like enemies doesn't it seem weird that they picked the skeleton to do the first skin for for the mannequin well for for anything that actually changes the look of it you know like they had there's a skin for the zombie i had all the what are celestial. the spectral celestial ones but they never changed the actual model you know what I mean? Like the the actual look of them, the the shape of them was the same. It seems weird to me to pick one of the skills that is way less often used mm. as the first one to introduce a like legitimate skin change for. Why not do zombies? Everybody who plays minions plays zombies. That's true, but it is lacking in the diversity department. What is? Skeletons. You don't have a lot of options. Well, you have as many for skeletons as you do zombies. Right. There's like celestial and there's like what? Nothing. That's it. Yeah. But anyway, they came up with it and it looks pretty cool. But I um, when it's zoomed out, they just look like enemies. And so for me, I have all my ally health bars on display when I'm playing so I can see them all over the map. And it, it I mean, it doesn't look nice, but I, that's how I like to see how everybody's living and dying. 
if you didn't have that, I would, if I didn't have that on, they would just like normal, look like normal enemies to me. And I'd probably be writing a bug report saying nobody's dying around me. What's going on? Anyway, that was it. And great news. Uh, 3.2, no, 3.9.2 D came out for console, which includes C and I'm getting all those fantastic things you were talking about last episode. I'm dealing with it and it's fantastic and I love it. Are we referring to a lot of the Atlas changes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All so those console now? amazing quality of life things that we talked about last episode. I, I've had the ability to play with, and oh my goodness, do I love it! It is fantastic. In the last episode, I remember you saying that this was going to be a uh, especially big deal for console players. Did you find that? Did you did you find that the changes to the Atlas were so? I was trying to figure out. I was. I think it was because I was listening back to the episode and. Uh, I, I was trying to think to myself, I wonder what's so much better on console with C, you know, with the, with the Atlas change, they're obviously amazing. We talked about this last episode, what my favorite patch for sure, and probably will be for the whole league, but did you find it as exciting for the console as you were hoping it would be? And as beneficial, I guess. Uh, almost. Yes. Um, there's a lot less screen hopping with console. When you, you still have the search function and, with the search function on console it's like typing with a nintendo you know what i mean you're yeah. using your d-pad on an on-screen i mean unless you're using i mean i have an xbox i don't know what it's like for playstation but the xbox has an xbox app on your phone so you can connect it and then you can type on your phone if you want to for all the search features you're using on your screen how can you not talk to a console yet and be like xbox type exalted <laughs> well you know what they had that and for some reason everybody kicked the crap out of that connect my wife and I, we haven't plugged in our Connect in forever, and we were just talking about. I miss talking. I miss. I miss. Telling yeah, but you could never talk. talk in the game. Like you couldn't have it type for you Certain with talk. Games. Certain games you could. You're a liar. Well, of course you could. What? What? Which game know. could you have it type out for you? They had. They had games that you would make for it, and then you know when Xbox stopped guaranteeing that all the Connect that the Connect was going to be guaranteed sold with every console, then that went by the wayside. Not many people played it. Didn't care. But anyway, that doesn't matter. Get out of here. Um, screen hopping is a lot better. I still have to search, right? Like when I'm going into search for a region, I still have to go into my map stash tab and search for, I forget what it's called, but like the region sure. that starts with H-A-E-W. So I'll go in there. But then the big issue before was if I forgot, like, oh, shoot, was that was that Malediction 13 or 15? Oh, man, what was Tower again? Was it which one was it? So it's a lot easier now because now I can see the bonuses. Now I can see the well, I forget. There's a there's a list of a few things that say incomplete or complete, and it tells you the region. So because I forget everything all the time, it definitely helps me. Um, I only have to go to the Atlas one time as opposed right. to needing to go four times just to make sure that I'm double checking my work. I wasted quite a few maps prior because i thought i was doing them on the right tier and it wasn't and it was just too irritating to go back so this is this has been quite helpful you still have to search the map tab like you normally would but it's it's a lot more helpful for sure yeah i didn't think it was going to be like bad or worse i was just curious if it was as because in my head i thought i i feel like on console the thing that would drive me craziest is the inability to type like efficiently yeah you definitely keep them short and so if you're not using your phone for your typing, it can be, there's certain things you just cut out or you risk mm -hmm. because you're impatient. Um, sure. Kind of like they're, when they come out with POE for mobile, 
there's a whole bunch of stuff they've cut to make it convenient. And they do the same with console, but there's only so much you can change because it's a lot closer to PC, the PC version of the game than mobile would be to anything. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's um, no, it's it's a very, very good update. Um, I find that I save a lot of time. I'm all of a sudden in maps as opposed to spending five minutes between maps, just double checking everything. I find mm-hmm. the only other time I really access the Atlas is a complaint that you had in a prior episode of not being able to see what master missions I have available. Right. So I go into the Atlas and I'm like, wait, why am I in the Atlas? I, I already know what map I have. So then I exit the Atlas and then I'm like, oh, right. I'm not going to the thing. So now I have to go back into the Atlas to see, oh, okay, these are the ones I have red available. Oh, shoot, I'm doing a yellow one. Okay, here, this is what I'm doing. So anyway, but it's all good. It's all good. So I'm, I'm still hoping they'll add master missions to Xana or not to Xana, sorry, to the map uh, device. I hope so. I hope so. I, I will buy their most expensive supporter pack <laughs> when they do that. If they Even if they make that a purchasable thing, oh, they should make that a purchasable thing. Give me a map device that has all the master missions in there. I would buy it. So I used to um, work at Electronic Arts for, I don't know, how long was that? Not Justin Tex. How long was that Tex? I don't remember. It was a while. Seven years, something like that. And before I worked at EA, I loved video games. Like not the same games that I love now. Like, as I mentioned, I loved sports games and I loved, oh my goodness, Armada from the Dreamcast. That was one of my favorite games of all time. I wish they could still make that. That wasn't an EA game. And, you know, like Splinter Cell, I love sneaking around, taking my time, watching the puzzles figure themselves out. Then I worked at EA and I started off in QA and that ruined video games for me. In everything I see and do, I'm like... Especially, and I don't know what I'm allowed to say or not. You know, when you're young and you sign a non-disclosure agreement, you're just signing. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm never going to talk about that. And then, of course, it's 20 years later, and then you're getting sued like crazy. But like when I when you start seeing the apathy or the quick like the stuff that they're shipping, like just make the deadline, just make the deadline. When you start seeing what companies are all about, especially a company that's like pumping out the exact same game every year, like a like a sports game. You see some of the bugs that they're shipping and you see some of the stuff like all the testing you put into it. And then here's this. And if you do this, it's really easy to do. It's going to 100 percent crash the game. The reproduction rates 100 percent. I remember some. (laughs) Anyway, it ruined video games for me because I see bugs everywhere and I have to do. a. It's very hard for me to not write a bug report on every single thing I see. And so I do my very best not to. But if I'm just going to interrupt you. If anyone ever in the future from GGG support hears this, realize that he just said he used to or would want to write one for everything that he sees. So what you're getting from him, he's <laughs> restrained. <laughs> and I do write. I feel like you're the most common poster. I do, not common bug report poster. There's a few that drive me nuts. Like one I've had pending for forever and I used to bump it. Every single like day and a half, whatever it was, bump, bump, bump. And it's that when you use Val skeletons, it'll never, ever select like because it's supposed to be a random number. Maybe it'll be 25. Maybe it'll be 29. And let's say 29 is your max amount of skeletons Val skeletons can summon. It'll never choose the max. 
it'll actually always be the same amount. And it's always at this point, anyway, I haven't even looked into it in maybe a league or two, but it would always be like two under your maximum amount. It was never varied. It would never randomize and it would never be the maximum that you could be, have. Anyway, but so I started to write like I'm, I'm dealing with my filters, right? And so I'm, I'm, I'm going through and I'm trying to test my filters in game. And all of a sudden I'm seeing like, oh my goodness, I can't, I can't select all of my filters. Like I, I can only select four of my filters. There's supposed to be six of them, right? Three for everybody and then three for just the guides. And I'm like, oh my goodness, how am I going to test this? I, I can't like reorganize my filters on the on the website. Like there's not an ability to do that. So how am I how am I supposed to get these filters on my list? I'm like, oh shoot, I've been putting in all this work and maybe there's a filter glitch in list. So I start backing up my filters just in case like, oh yeah, we found a fix. Unfortunately, deleted all your filters. Um, sorry about that. And so I'm writing this bug report right talking about like on console the filter list doesn't show all followed filters going into detail it takes me a while and all of a sudden i can't send it and then there's like this this issue with tagging even though i shouldn't have been able to there was an issue with the website so i actually had to email um ggg support to post the bug instead of putting it on the form because i wanted the bug report to get posted i wanted them to know about it and then uh but i couldn't post it so i sent it to ggg support uh, it ended up, um, <laughs> so I was really embarrassed by it. And I sent them an email right away as soon as I realized it. But I post everything on my PC account on the website. And you auto-follow everything when you create the content. But I had completely forgotten that I had to sign in with my Xbox account on the Path of Exile website and manually follow all of my stuff. So this huge bug report that I did was just because I completely forgot to follow my own filters with my other account. And so I called and apologized and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry I wrote that. I never already responded back and forth with them a couple of times regarding it, saying that something was up. So I was really embarrassed by it. But because of my bug report that I emailed them with, they fixed the tagging issue that was make, preventing people from PMing and from uploading posts. So that was good. But I was really embarrassed. I sent a non-bug bug report. And that's really embarrassing for somebody who used to work at QA. I, uh, I, I, it's, I think you told me last, I don't remember you told me recently about it. It seems weird to me that you don't have the same account for all uh, platforms. I assume there's something on there, but it's just weird to me. Like maybe it's an Xbox and Sony permission thing. I don't know. It would be nice. It would be nice. I was actually thinking of moving all of my guides over to having my Xbox profile posting everything. But then when I started creating the filters with this new thing that they started in 3.9, I got so excited. I posted them on my PC one and so now I'm kind of stuck. That's your primary one anyway. The console ones just to keep those console <laughs> players out there happy. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I wanted to give a shout out to, because I'm I'm sorry for wasting so much of their time, but they were very kind and professional. Nav, Sam, and Kane from GGG Support. You guys were fantastic and very patient with my non-bug bug report. So thank you for your time. I feel like your name is probably on a wall there now. Like most annoying wad. <laughs> yeah the uh it's got like the no smoking symbol right over my picture no it's not your picture it's just wod <laughs> and they've all spat on it with their wads yep with their wads oh that sounds dirty see see wad nah it's all right if, if you if you call me wad you can keep calling me wad that's fine so wad uh did you have, pay much attention to the ta talent competition i honestly didn't i actually i'm not for any other reason than just I don't know if it's laziness or I just didn't pay attention. I know, I remember seeing a tweet about it because, again, I'm really liking Twitter. Mm. Uh, but they posted something about uh, some of the like updates or, you know, 
most recent highlights or something. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah. There are some freaking talented people out there. Oh. Like really, really talented yeah. people. And I was I was scrolling through some of them and they are I don't know, it's just crazy. Like the the level of art, it just it it uh, I am super jealous. There is somebody who made okay, I'm just actually looking at it now. I hadn't noticed this one. There was somebody who made the uh what is this it says metamorph con kunst camera kunst camera oh, okay, come on okay, come on careful now. with that one anyway <laughs> uh wait hey listen ggg posted it but um it's a metamorph metal band album it's like an album cover yeah yeah okay i want that guy to draw our <laughs> our, uh, our, podcast picture. our podcast title picture because we obviously need to change it we just made that when we first started and we have plans to make some new one but his picture is incredible that's awesome i don't know if you saw it or not but i'm gonna i'm gonna send it to you later okay but it is uh oh it's so good cunt's camera he killed it <laughs> <laughs> i there, there was a lot of really good ones so we don't mean to oh they're so good shouting out but i'm imagine being even just working at ggg let alone being one of the creators of the company in the game and you're seeing people getting tattoos yeah it's crazy game. like I love the game enough that if I was into tattoos, I totally would. And even would you if get? there came a point, what would I, oh, goodness. this isn't even part of our thing, but oh, that's a good question. Good what would you question. get? Any, oh, so you know what? We're writing this question down and every single person we interview on this podcast is getting that question. Yeah. If you could, if you had to, right, was it a have to? That's yeah, right. What, what path of exile tattoo would you get? Oh, well. See, the one that I'm referring to, and it looks really nice, is somebody got an exalted orb on, I think it's the forearm of each of their forearms, and it looks really cool. It's a lot more like hollow-eyed and a little bit more creepy, but it looks really, really good. I don't think I'd get an exalt because I don't... Because you don't see them very often. No, I had one drop today. I had one drop today, and it said, because I love my filters, it said in the exact font, in the exact colors, exact size, exact volume, exalted orb exhilarating and then he says this thing it was awesome um and it was awesome so i even dropped it again just so i could hear it but i don't know what i would get i, I would get something i use a lot oh well, you know i have a mirror and you don't maybe i'd get a mirror like a wisdom Those scrolls are so easy to get i don't know what your problem is um i think they just give them out on console <laughs> i think the drop rate is increased just, just to hook people in that's right yeah, by the way never use it you'll never get an item you can use it on um Oh, I don't know what I would get. What would you get? I would get something more vague. I would get something that was sort of lore based or something that was I, I can't think of something right off the top of my head, but it would be something more uh, that I that I could easily have where somebody would see it and and it wouldn't be like very obviously Path of Exile, if that makes sense. Point. OK, right on your bum. Yeah, it's like around your belly button. <laughs> Or, or your nipple or something. Yeah, yeah, the nipple. That's a good one. Yeah. Press here right. to transport. <laughs> yeah, I would do. I would do something that was just less uh, super obvious in Path of Exile. But I would. I, I would. I've actually thought about that before because I have tattoos, but uh, I haven't. Nothing's ever struck me as something that I would be able to put on my body and show people and not be like, "Yeah, it's from a video game." <laughs> don't, don't don't judge me. <laughs> I, I'm going to come back to you on that one. I'm going to think long and hard about that. Every single time I step out of the shower, I'll think of you and I'll try and reciprocate and I'll think about this tattoo thing. Yeah, I'm going to come back to you next episode. So 
All right, make a note. And I'm not going to put it on our notes. Oh, please. Like, you'll surprise every time. I won't remember either. But anyway, the talent competition, these people are incredible. The pe- people who have, like, done their submissions and stuff, you guys are are killing it. Yeah. The stuff you can make is crazy. And uh, cunts camera. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever hear this and you want to make a little bit of money designing a podcast cover. Don't, don't tease with money. Us up. Come, on, come on. We can't ask for free, you Son no, it's not for free, but uh, I would pay for it. His his free, art is incredible. Free pack. What's the alternative? Pencil I crayons. Go on, <laughs> go on Fiverr and like find some random person to draw. It. No, I have we we have an idea in our head. So yeah, if if there are people out there that are into it, tweet us a Twitter. Twitter us a tweet. <laughs> you speak you speak online way better than I do. I'm I'm a, I'm a big social media guru. <laughs> yeah, on the socials. Tweet us the tweeters. <laughs> <laughs> I need to work what with is it? Manly For, Google. Oh. Forever Exiled 82. Twit, twit us. <laughs> so speaking of though, talent, hideouts are something that some people, like you really appreciate people that can just put an insane amount. I don't, I don't get how some people can make their hideouts look this way. When I look at the content that I have and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make a hideout. I basically move a tree over. I change what tree it looks like. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that looks nice. And then I look at what some people post or what you download from other people. And I'm like, oh my goodness, is this the same game? And yeah, they themselves posted, they interviewed and um, post, they, they interviewed and posted the interview and they have tips on there for hideout creation. So if you're someone that actually likes to take the time and make your hideout and you're going to spend an entire like five hour gaming session making a hideout and that's something that you really like as much as i like filters then i'd like to include that in the patch notes to the thread to that because show notes in the show notes right yeah yeah because the making a hideout can be pretty intimidating and exhausting just to look at you don't even know where to start so uh yeah they had some pretty good tips in there for people that would like to do it but have no idea how to go about making it. So it was pretty nice. I'll have to check it out. I didn't actually check that out, but I feel like it still wouldn't help me. <laughs> no, you're still going to dump. Mainly because it takes a wicked amount of patience. First off, like that's one big problem. I just, I don't feel like I have the time to do that. But also I just, there, there's way too many. I mean, uh, we, we even talked about that in the last one. Yeah. There's just so many combinations of things and yeah. It's, but that's exactly what Path of Exile is, which I think is awesome. They have that much variety in the aesthetics of the game, let alone in gameplay, right? Like how many support gems and active skill gems and the infinite amount of combinations that you can use combining that with the infinite amount of mods that roll on weapons. Like, oh man, to, it's basically like that with hideouts too, but I don't know. Yeah, it fits for I, sure. I absolutely love it. Uh, I, had a, I had a tip though for new people. Um, for those that haven't really been playing prior to this this new end game, or even if you did, the wiki site isn't updated on it. So I just wanted to let people know if you're someone that really wanted to get an exalted tattoo because you just had your first exalt drop and it was super exciting, even though you might not even know how to use it. There's a recipe where you can get exalted shards and after a certain amount of exalted shards, just like any other type of shard, once you get enough, it turns into an exalted orb like anything else. So. It used to be that if you had an entire set of all shaper influenced items or all elder influenced items, an entire set would be like a sword, a one handed sword, a shield, a helmet, chest, legs, or I mean, um, gloves and boots, and then amulet, belt and two rings, right? Or instead of a sword and shield, it could be 
a bow without a quiver or a two-handed weapon, right? So you'd need an entire set and item level didn't matter for this recipe, but if you had an entire set and it had to be all the same influence, right? All shaper or all elder, you could trade that in for two or four um, exalted shards. And four, if all of them were unID'd, which I don't know many people that would unID them unless you're really rolling in dough. Uh, so for the most part, if they were all ID'd, then you would get two exalted shards. And uh, it's a slow process, but it's a way to eventually earn a few exalted orbs if you know how to roll your mods. Um, it's not updated on the wiki yet. All that to say is that recipe still exists for all of the new influences as well so for the hunter and redeemer uh what is it warlord of the other guy Crusader. so you can also get the shards for those ones yes so you can still get the shards one thing that i didn't though i asked this i did that for science today i asked on reddit because i really wanted to know and to be able to communicate that to people because it wasn't on the wiki site at all what i don't know though is that there are there are specific there's not just exalted orbs but there's like a hunter's exalted orb and there's so there's infinite right. specific exalted orbs i don't know if those shards only go if they go to a generic exalted orb or if they go to an influence specific exalted orb i don't know that i didn't ask that question mm. i forgot to but i just want to let people know because it's not on the wiki and as i mentioned in a previous podcast it really seems like influence items drop a lot more it's like you're guaranteed to get one while you're mapping in an influenced area and you're guaranteed at least one or two while you're uh what it, once you beat the boss so mm. throwing that out there i want to play that like rainbow noise right now that's like the more you know <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna make stomach hurt you're making me laugh so much um there was another post i, I love i see so filter people spreadsheet people you know you, we love our stats that's me right i feel like you've hit like about two percent of the player base so far oh and this this episode we are going to see our numbers skyrocket because of this subject content but i love it when ggg posts the stats for who how many people are playing what ascendancy i love those posts and within that post necromancers are decimating so many people, like a, a, per, a quarter of the player base in almost every single league, whether it's solo self-found standard, whether it's like hardcore league, it it's t almost 20 to 25% of all players are playing Necromancer. Yeah, it's even up to 30 in some. Yeah, it's crazy. And, then, and, and, and it's not even like this in like 3.8, which was the minion league. It mm -hmm. normally, it's like the, the league, the, ascendancy that's crushing is 12% and then it drops down to 8%, 8%, 8%, 7%. But 20 to 25, 30%, it's crazy. And you know what I think it is? They've added so much to the core game now that you have to consider so much different type of content when you're making your build now. And we're going to get into stuff that we consider for making a build in a bit here. I'm really excited for that. But when you have so much content, like you were talking about how you hate Alva, right? And the time-based stuff. And it's just not there for every build. Um, there's Blight, right? No, wait. Yeah, Blight was the most recent one, right? That was 3.8. Oh, and then there's mm -hmm. Abyss, right? I always think it starts with a B. Abyss was where they come out from the ground. And for me, Blight gives such big rewards, such a nice variety of rewards too. It's not just one specific kind of league reward, except for oils, but those are huge. And so, but when blight splits, like from that pulsing thing, when it splits in two different directions, right off the bat, 
in 180 degrees, you're screwing over 70% of your types of builds that you can make. No matter how efficient it is, the second you're splitting it and you have enemies coming from two totally different directions and you're actually protecting something, it's not like you're just in a game where you can like jump to this part of the map and then you come back to beat those enemies later. You're actually protecting something that's getting hit from range and from two directions, maybe three, right? You know, sometimes that that blight spawns really close where people just the second they come out of their portal start shooting at it, even instead of going through the path. And I think because of blight and the rewards that it gives, people are just sticking with minions, right? You can cover so much AOE with that content that it's basically, it's your best all round build. I don't know that it's necessarily because of blight. I think one of the benefits to Necromancer, even in this uh, league with the nerfs, which we obviously were not as big as we thought they might be, it's safe. It's a very safe way to play and to be able to push the content right now. Yeah. I would agree for sure. It is definitely safe, but I I can't think of another build that just by default, a vanilla version without fancy gear can actually do all content. Yeah, I don't know. Like you need very specific items to do a really good job increasing your damage if you're going with a big AoE. You'll need very specific or endgame weapons to do well with that as you're progressing. But with minions... I mean, zombies, I'm thinking specifically, but there's a lot of different types of minions. With minions, you can crush Blight and all that other content really easily throughout your entire leveling process and throughout as you're improving through maps as well. I just, yeah. it's going to be hard. I really hope they don't get hit. But I think one thing that would help, like you were mentioning, I mean, I don't think they'll ever get rid of it, but getting rid of the timed section of Alva, just having the temple as the temple, or I mean, the trials as the trials, but also having Blight, not being able to split 180 from the palsy thing. I don't know what it's called, but from the palsy thing where you start. I think the problem with that, though, is you have a blighted map, and that's exactly what it does. Right? A blighted map is literally, it just goes everywhere. Mm-hmm. So how would you, I mean, I know what you're talking about, like in the middle of a map, I'm totally with you. I absolutely hate when one has like six portals and it completely changes like three or four different directions. It's very difficult. Right from right from the beginning. Like if yep. you, even on a blighted map, if you had right from the policy thing, it goes out a guaranteed amount of distance so that you are at least guaranteed one choke point, then you still have to do tons of damage. You still have to be capable of jumping around a little bit to get those ranged people from over there. And then, you know, you're trying to get this tower to cold or slow or fire, whatever it is. Like you're still doing your jumping around. But when you remove a choke point right to your thing you're defending, I think you're just removing a ton of builds, which is, in my opinion, why Necros are so popular. But anyway, here or there, I just thought that was interesting that Necros are decimating the Bow League. And it's after Necros... Well, I guess it was just specters and zombies, but actually they got a pretty hard, but fair balance hit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I wanted to talk. We've been asked a lot about how we make builds or talking about different kinds of builds. And we've talked lots about the builds that we've been doing throughout this league. But Justin and I, we Justin and I make builds very different, right? Like, let's say Justin and I are playing. Oh, I don't know who this Justin guy is. Tags, tags. Let's say tags and I are playing. POE and we've been playing together throughout the league and then we're kind of getting to the point like we really like our characters but we've been itching about something else you know we you know get that itch for creating a new character all of a sudden tags is the kind of guy where he'll be like hey you want to make new characters and he's ready to go he doesn't have a plan he didn't do anything in path of building ahead of time or anything like that he's just he's ready to go 
what skill? Well, what, 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 what do you mean you want to start right now? Like, what skill are you going to use? I don't know. Well, what are you going to start with? Uh, I don't know. Like, he's the kind of guy where he can make. And now, I, I, I mean, we've covered this. I hate Justin. A lot. But love tags. <laughs> right. I don't know who the <laughs> Justin guy is. But I, I just, people like me really admire the people in POE that can be that can at just on the fly make a build. It's not min-maxed. It's like their their pathing isn't perfect. They probably wasted a couple nodes going here or there, but then they make this build that can just crush every single aspect of the game. And that's what that's how Justin can make builds. For me, when Justin says, hey, you want to make a build? I'm like, what, 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 what do you mean? I need like three days to plan this. I, I need to know what skill I want to use. I need to, I need to know what all my supports are going to be. I have no idea where I'm starting on the tree and why on earth would I rush choosing my ascendant? Like, I need a long time to prep a build and Justin can do it on the fly. So anyway, we make builds very different. And so I want to ask just a few questions so everyone else can hear the kind of the differences of how two different types of people make their builds. I want to hear how Justin makes a build, the kind of stuff that goes through his mind. Well, we'll go back and forth. We'll go back. People what? don't want to know my stuff. The thing is, you're going to ask your questions. I'm going to bounce those questions back at you because you may not like all my answers. I've been talking so much. Nobody wants me. Nobody wants me. All right. If you were to make a new build right away, what's the first thing you think about? What's the first decision you make when deciding what kind of build? So for, for me, it's not always the same. It depends on whether there's maybe some new skills that have come out. Maybe there's a new particular type of weapon or unique that came out sometimes there's a big change to an ascendancy so like last league i knew that necro had been buffed by quite a bit uh so i just went that route i hadn't really planned ahead for what i was going to do i think i remember joking to you when we started that i was just going to get every minion and see how it went yeah yeah uh so for me it does change it depends on if if there's like a specific skill sometimes i'm just a little bit tired of playing a certain type of way hmm. and i want to try something new maybe i want to go more spell based maybe i want sometimes i just want to play like a big aoe so it if for me it typically uh, i don't always have a for sure direction it's usually though it usually changes each time where I'm going, this is, it's not actually that often where I think of a specific item that I want to use. Yeah. That typically plays into either the ascendancy or the skill that I want to play with. Hmm. Uh, just because there's so many and I love that part of it. Yeah. What about you? What's the first choice you tend to make? I get excited. Like I'm very limited in what I'm capable of playing. I need to play something that I, I can't aim specifically because i like being right. able to play whatever build idea i have i like being able to play it on pc and or console not just both but pc is a lot more difficult for me so i make sure that i'm capable of playing it on pc which means i can't specifically click on an enemy to make sure mm -hmm. that i hit that enemy and if i can't click that enemy that i miss like or something doesn't happen I, I can't do that so i typically need aoe's um or something like minions where they auto attack stuff like that um things like you know like my bow builds require something like ballista totem support so that I just place them and then they do all the aiming. So when you first think of the idea of making a build or starting a new build, is it skill related then? Almost always. That's yours. Right. Sometimes it's mechanic based though. Like I love, I really wanted to make a blocking build a while ago. And 
I love the gladiator blocking. I found I find things like blocking and dodge pointless when you're only doing spell blocking or you're only doing attack blocking. And so when I was started reading through the gladiator after I got the blocking itch and I was reading through the gladiator, it was just absolutely perfect. And when it started giving bonuses to counterattack skills, those trigger skills like repost and vengeance, just so good, right? Especially when you can increase your blocking to 79% across the board. And so I looked for a nice melee that did an AoE. And just at the right time, I think the league after I created the guide, they came out with Bladestorm. So my first reiteration of it was Cyclone. And that was the league that they made Cyclone a channeling skill, which is very good timing. Um, And I love that Cyclone has a slower movement speed. Not a lot of people like that, but I do. And so Cyclone was really good. But then they came out with Bladestorm. And Bladestorm was really good because Bladestorm has the ability to Like it's a big AOE, it's a 360, which is huge. You don't have to specifically click on an enemy. You just, wherever you're standing, hit the Bladestorm button and it does a big circle. But then it leaves, they're not considered dots, but those three storms that it can leave individually, they're basically like dots because they stay there for a little bit hitting enemies. So I, I look for skills like that, which there aren't too, too many of. There's a lot more spells that would be a lot more practical, but yeah, it's to scratch an itch. And I like to try and make mechanics work like poison or block or ci so once you've once you've picked your skill then what would you say is your next focus you've got because for you you tend to aim towards the skill first what would you say is your your next thought so then i try and look for an ascendancy that provides me with defense right i zone out a lot i have to look away from the screen a lot so i need something that i'm capable of being defensive with um that being said though depending on where you're starting on the tree right if i'm starting on the east on the west side of the tree defense is pretty easy to find on the tree whereas if you're starting on the east side of the tree you you're a little bit more dependent on your ascendancy for defense so i guess it depends on right yeah yeah and which ascendancy i'm picking but ascendancy is always a big one certain ascendancies just don't interest me for some reason i've always wanted the scion to work um apparently only 0.2 percent of the people playing uh, are, are are in agreement with that one. Um, for some reason, I've never bothered with an assassin. I know crit's huge. I know crit's really strong. I know poison's really strong. It's just not something that's really interested me. The pathfinder's always interested me, but I'm not a flask masher. I can't fl- mask. Yeah. So there's certain things that do and don't. How about you? What's the next thing after you've scratched that itch, which of course could be skill specific or ascendancy specific, mechanics specific? What's next for you? Um, for me, it's probably. Okay, so if I've if it's skill related, so if I've I've figured okay, this is the skill I want to play with or test or whatever, yeah, it's almost always going to be my starting class, and sometimes it's not even a decision yet on ascendancy. Hmm. So there there are times where I'll get closer to like 30, 35, like where I'm ready to start doing my run to ascendancy before I'll actually make a decision in there because usually so. The thing is, one thing that I love about the game is there are so many people out there that just know so much yeah. about it. And if I have a skill in my head that I'm going, man, I'm really not totally sure how I would make this work or where my best direction is. I love that I can go like check out PoE Ninja and just see like, hey, of the player base and people that go, hey, I, I'm using this as my main skill. What are the, you know, what are the top like five or 10 ascendancies that people tend to be leaning towards? Yeah. It gives me a bit of a direction just because, like I said, there are a lot of people that play this game way, way more than I get to. Yeah. So it gives me sort of a direction 
uh, I'm not a big fan of just following straight up a guide. I think people should because I think some of the guides, especially if you're new into the game, uh, even if you played the game forever, actually, I think guides are awesome. The fact that you can, it, ha- it has some help so you don't feel lost. Yep. But I like to see, I, if I'm feeling a little unsure, I'll take a look at uh, something like PoE Ninja and the particular skill that I'm looking at. Sometimes it's not the most helpful because I'm maybe playing around with a skill that's not very popular. But then I can at least look at maybe a three or four ideas, take a quick look at the ascendancies. And it. I almost always have an idea in my head of which starting class I'm going to go. And so then I just, okay. I don't like to waste time in POB. And I know well, that I we're you. different in that way. I want to just play mm-hmm. and then I tend to figure it out as I'm going because that's another thing that's really different between you and I. I very rarely will use whatever that plan skill is in my head while I'm leveling. Yeah. There's a few skills that work for that, but yeah. it's not often that I'll level with the skill that I'm planning on playing at the end. You're trying to get to end game as fast as possible. Whereas I like to use the skills, if especially if a skill is available early on, I like to use the skills I'm intending on using and I like to see them progress. Even if they're crappy to level with, I like to see them improve as I go along and as I get the different supports. But explain this insanity to everyone else here, how you can pick a starting class and have no idea what ascendancy you're planning on doing. Even if you haven't, even if you're choosing between two, how do you pick? A, how do you choose you're going to be a marauder and not even know which of the three you're going to be? How do you even pick your starting path? You have four or five, six starting paths. How do you do it? I, I don't know. I, I mean, we've played for a really long time. I'm relatively comfortable with the tree based on, you know, certain starting classes and having an idea of where I'm going to go. And the one thing is, especially if it's not your very first character, it's not super hard to adjust your tree a bit you know if i have a good idea like okay i'm going to be heading towards resolute technique or i'm going to be heading towards avatar fire all right you know if i know a direction i'm going to go i don't have a real hard time of planning that tree out as i go like there's quite often i'll as i start my character i'll pop up pob just so i have like maybe my first 30 points in there so i have an idea of sort of where i'm going to fill the tree out in the beginning just so i'm either not dying all the time or I have some damage that's going to at least help me, but but you've at least chosen like attack or spell or minion before that point, right? Like you've committed right. to certain aspects of your build, haven't you? Sure. Well, I would I would still be leveling with something that's relevant to what my the thought in my head is of what I'm going to use at the end game skill. I, I I've had lots of builds before in the past where I've gotten to end game and just been like, yeah, it didn't work. That's not happened as much anymore. But that's just because I've found ways to alter builds. If I've gotten to endgame and been like, yeah, you know what? This this skill just did not work. But I know I could turn into this skill and I could, you know, the supports are relatively similar and I can get good gear. I think one of the hugest difference between both of us, though, when I get to endgame and even even as I'm leveling, I will buy stuff without Mm. a doubt. This was the first league where I played solo self found. I almost got to 90. It was a real big struggle for me. Uh, but when I'm, I'm when I'm when I'm at Endgame, I will buy gear. I will go. Okay, this unique is going to crush my build. I can get these stats on this rare that are just going to really put me over the top. Which, when you have good gear, it's a little harder to have a bad build. Totally. Yeah, I like the solo cell phone aspect, and because I play my guides, I like to see how they progress without the gear. You know what I mean? Just with whatever drops. I find that important as a guide writer, but I also enjoy the solo self-found aspect, even if I'm playing with other people. But there is also the, not the expectation or pressure, I guess, but when you're playing with someone else, you want to be able to keep up. You know what I mean? Both in, mm-hmm. both in battle. In, do we say that in battle? 
it's gameplay, isn't it? It's in, in gameplay. Both in battle, in, into war, in battle, and then also uh, just in speed as well. You don't want to be carried all the time as something drops, and then it's your buddy that gives you the drop. So it's not really soul cell found anyway. Yeah, and and to that point, and we won't get into it too much, but one of the struggles for for we've both found the game is still not very well made for multiplayer and we again i don't want to get into that because that's a whole nother conversation we can have yeah but it's just it i don't we've had conversations before where we want to make builds together or play together and i've said like don't don't make your build around me yeah because it's really hard to play this game and then i screw you over because i always love curses and then i take away your curse that gives you leech that you need and then i just screw it all over but yeah so okay so to kind of specifics like you you mentioned that you go to notables right you've got like resolute technique or avatar of fire on your mind so you kind of gauge in a path right you've already decided in a way that you're going to be doing some sort of attack or some sort of spell base sure um what what do you how do you branch off from that like for example when do you decide what type of defense your build is going to have because that would also determine, of course, at some point you have to determine how much damage you're getting from the tree or how much you're going to be getting from your items, right? Yeah, I I know you probably don't totally like this answer either, but that's I don't like not any my... of your answers. <laughs> that's not a huge focus for me either. I mean, the, the defense is a relatively simple... It's like simple... we're playing two different games. Defense is a relatively simple decision once you've made your decision of where you're starting on the tree. I don't tend to build any crazy hybrid builds. I'm not going to make a Marauder that's evasion. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not going to make a... I, I don't tend to make any sort of weird pathing or choices for that. So I don't really have a big focus. I honestly, I'm trying to think, I, you know, with the Juggernaut, it was a little easier because I had built this guy in past leagues. So I had an idea already in my head and I knew that I was going armor and... um endurance charges so when i get a little bit higher up in level then i might start to look into like exactly where i want i use regrets like as i get up into like my later you know build yeah, yeah. i'll i'll repath and replan my you know my my outlook on the the tree but i i don't ha- i can't even think of a focus as i'm leveling <laughs> i really can't i tend so, okay. to just like hit the button and i'm like oh yeah i'm going in that direction Okay, so then let's think of it this way. Do you have certain numbers you look for? Like if you were to use POB, Path of Building, if you were to use a program like that, do you have certain numbers? Yeah, of course, but definitely not like others. You use it to be like, eh, okay. Whereas other people are like sweating, trying to get that extra percentage out of POB. Well, it's funny you say that because it's one of the struggles I have sometimes answering your questions because you'll be like, is X amount of damage good for their skill and i'm like "Mm, sure (laughs) can you kill stuff (laughs) so is there a certain percent is there a certain number you look for let's say you're starting like we've used the marauder a few times as an example so let's stick with the west side of the tree you're going health is there a certain percentage of increased life you have to have on the tree obviously every build is different right like um in terms of defense right if you have a lot less defense you want more life um, but you never want no damage mitigation. But what is there a certain number, a certain lifeline? Like, is it 150%, 175% increased life? Is there something you look for in that regard? Uh, I, I guess, again, it would come down to the whatever the build was that I was playing. I, I, I obviously want to push those percentages as high as, high as I can. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think I have a set number. I mean, I wouldn't want to be playing like 140%, you know, life build. I would, I would like to be pushing that up to like 170 probably. Okay. Hey, at least, well, look, but, look at you saying numbers and coming up with but, answers. But that would be more me probably looking at it afterwards, you know, like once I'm yeah. into end game and then going, okay, why, you know, my health pool's a little low. Quite often what I'll do is I'll import my character into POB mm-hmm. and then play with it. Yeah. I find it really hard to do it the other way around where I'm developing something in path of building, which I love path of building, but there's just, it's not natural to me to be doing yeah. a skill tree without playing the game and actually like getting a feel for how this tree is working. And I, I think that's why I have a hard time sometimes answering your questions is because I'm going, well, I'm in my head, I'm leveling, I'm getting to end game. I'm trying this stuff out. I can pull it into POB and see what my damage is, but I don't make the build. I know a lot of people have like 1 billion shape or damage and I wouldn't <laughs> even know what that like. Okay, cool. Yeah. Is that good or yeah? yeah. No, <laughs> what about sure. you? Do you have like certain numbers you're looking for? Um, yeah for me the biggest number is offense because my builds have to protect me you know what i mean as a as a player like i'm always building defense first for me because of what i've already described zoning out and like catching up and especially if i'm playing co-op like i i like like you i like to say don't plan your builds around me so you come up with this crazy like 20 projectile what was that green green skill you used you had an mtx for it that just flooded the screen oh what was it it was like that bouncing bouncing lava ball what was it yeah it was a magmore was it yes it was yeah. oh my goodness so anyway i say don't plan your builds around me you use this crazy skill with an empty green mtx that i can't even see the screen on and you've got like my whole goal is just to make you puke <laughs> And it worked almost. And so anyway, I have to be able to protect. I I need to live while I'm not looking at the screen. While you kill the boss, I need to live. And so defense is always first for me. And I need to figure out how I'm going to be playing defensive. If I'm a necromancer, right? Or, you know, if I'm going CI, I need to make sure that I have a lot of energy shield, right? And uh, depending, and I love my curses. So enfeebles normally a very big way for me to provide my damage mitigation, but defense is the number that I need to focus or sorry, offense is the number I need to focus on because defense is my priority on the tree. So I always need to make sure that my, let me give you an example, my righteous fire guide that I have. Um, a lot of people refer to it as basically God mode, right? Like you just, you're not going to die. Um, but there are people that are like, so how do I squeak more damage out of this? Some of these battles are lasting too long. And so you come up with ways like your dual wielding scepters instead or use flammability instead of um, enfeeble. So I like to provide myself with a few options, but um, I'm always a defense first guy for myself. Mm. I want to live. Do you have numbers that you aim for? Life. I hate being below 170% life on any life build. Um, normally, though, because I'm trying to squeak out damage. For my builds, I'm normally at 170 or 175. For energy shield, um, I, I I don't really do hybrid builds. It's not that there's anything against them. I just I've never really gotten around to doing one. Um, not recently, anyway. So uh, for my chaos inoculation build, um, I I really hate doing CI with any lower than 250. percent Yeah, yeah. I think those are my two there for sure, for sure. And then when it comes to damage, that's in game in game sure because there's just so many factors so many factors like on paper a build can look fantastic or horrible but then it plays the complete opposite right because you have such an optimization 
on paper, especially if you use a program that's as great as Path of Building, even though it doesn't have everything available. There's just so much that's circumstantial that it's only until you're in game do you see how efficient it actually is. And then, of course, you have to actually be able to apply it. Like I was just fighting the Redeemer today and with my CI build and like I don't even know what's happening in the build because I just keep running in circles. And to me, that build is just it's it's stay out of the squirrely thing fight. That's all I do. So I'm just holding down vortex all the time. I don't care about anything else, any other circumstance. I'm just eventually she's going to die with dot. That's how it goes. You know what I mean? And so you can't apply all circumstances you want to be applied at all points when you're playing. So mm. anyway, what about weapons? Weapons. How do you, how dependent are your builds on items? So maybe not just weapons, but of course you want your good mods, right? Like you want high life rolls or high ES rolls on all of your gear, right? And you want damage where, you know, on your weapons and everything else, right? You're trying to squeak it out, but how dependent are your builds on gear? Dependent? Probably zero. Well, like I don't plan around that. I need to have this particular item. Yeah. Uh, obviously weapons... Since, the, well, I mean, we talked about this in one of our really early episodes, this league, uh, they play a huge role in leveling and then obviously in damage end game, especially with attack skills. Yeah, definitely attack uh, skills. Yeah. It's been a noticeable difference, at least for me, but I don't in, in when I get into the end, that's when I'm min maxing a little bit. I'm not super anal about it, but I will go on to like the trade site and start finding the stuff that I like. Uh, but for most builds, there's not a huge thought into exact equipment until I get closer to the end game. There might be like an idea of like, oh, this unique would be fun to play with, but I don't tend to build around uniques because I just, there's too many of them and some of them, they sound cool and then they're just not great. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Let, let me, give, how about, how for something like, like for sure attack skills, you just want a high percentage of physical attack damage or whatever elemental attack damage and then the flat base damage as well what about something like if you were to build a righteous fire build right it's eating away 90 percent of your life or i mean 70 percent if it's on energy shield but if you were to do an rf build would you design your tree that you don't need the gear to sustain righteous fire or would you be dependent on gear to help maintain it for circumstances. Oh, you and I look at Righteous Fire way different because you yeah, like to go yeah. Righteous Fire in a way that's like not, uh, yeah. If I was, and I've done Righteous Fire, super fun. And very good. I job, yeah. would be a, way, way more focused on my gear. Yeah. I, the tree makes a big difference as well, but I don't, I would just imagine, just thinking off the top of my head, I would think that most Righteous Fire builds cover, if you went a Righteous Fire life build, I would bet the trees are very similar. For most builds yeah i wouldn't think that there's a huge variance in the trees just because of the way righteous fire works and how you typically build it yeah but the gear for me would be a really really big part of it so that would be an exception to how you would normally make yeah it for sure i mean righteous fire is a pretty unique skill i also have zero interest in a with you know a long drawn out fight just because i didn't want to focus on the gear and again that that's a big difference between us because i'll buy the stuff yep to make sure that i can yeah, crush that content. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I wish uh, the, the, the entire POE world wishes that they could make builds like you. 
that you, they could just. Instead I don't of think so. I think a lot of people love POB. Oh, I, I, I agree. I think a lot of people play Path of Building more than they play Path of Exile. Mm-hmm. I have people that follow my guides that they just love leveling, right? And they'll they'll play and then they'll they'll go into Path of Building. They'll do this. They'll try this idea. They'll take it to map. Sweet. Okay, I think that was working. Okay, now let's try a new build idea. And that's something that Path of Exile does a fantastic job at. The endless, it really is an infinite amount of build ideas. And when they're constantly rebalancing things, sure, there's some things that might get left behind, but their intent isn't for that. Their intent is that every skill is viable. Right. I mean, remember when they were reintroducing melee, they were like, hey, and maybe someone will use glacial hammer again. Right. They're trying to make everything relevant to have all those skills with all these ascendancies. And they're adding what is it, 18 more ascendancies, something like that. What was it? 19. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Like it, the, the build possibilities are infinite. But I think, though, uh, there's a lot of people that wish they could on the fly make a build like you. So I think you do. A really I think good you. I think you could do it. I think you don't give yourself enough credit for that. And I would say the main reason that it's even possible for, it's not like my builds are all great, and I do have to adjust a lot of them as I get to the end game. But once you have a relatively good idea of how the tree is laid out, which is why leagues where they do huge shifts to the tree are like my bane, because I I I know the tree, I understand the tree. So when all of a sudden you go like, ah, eh, you know what? I remember a couple of leagues ago, I hadn't paid attention to the change they did. I got straight into the kind of character that I was thinking I was going to play. And I got to a part of the tree where I was like, what the, what happened? <laughs> what? Like, the- this, wasn't, <laughs> this didn't look like this before. So, uh, yeah, I think the more you just play with the tree, you get more used to it. But I think path of building. And I, I really, in the end, I've said it to Ethan tons because he loves to build his own builds. I, I think checking out guides is super useful for players, whether you're just starting or you've been playing forever. I think they're I think they're awesome. I think they're used, you know, they're good for a lot of people. So, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think we should move on to our kind of our last point as we're getting. Yeah, we'll have to continue this later because that's only like a third of the questions I want to ask. But this will be our longest episode yet. So, yeah, we'll, we'll do we'll do like a multi part making build. Yeah. So uh, I, I feel like I feel like this section at least won't be super long, but we've been trying to cover each of the, uh, you know, videos that GGG has been putting out from. Um, different speakers at ExileCon and uh, the different uh, things that, you know, they let a lot of developers and people related to the game speak about. And so this one was creating game effects in Path of Exile Mm -hmm. uh, with Ivan. And my, I'll start because uh, just like last episode, you wrote quite a bit more than I did. Uh, So my takeaway from it was, I, I think he's cool. And again, I like what he does. This this video for me was not the most enjoyable to watch. It's weird. I didn't see this one while I was there either. So I don't know when these ones happened that I missed. It's just a little weird to me. But uh, he, I so it was a fine one. We'll link it in the show notes, hopefully. And uh, it made me laugh thinking about this is why some of the skills are just annoyingly filling my screen up. Because I, I was watching him do some of the design thinking my god i would just never stop like you just start tacking stuff on top of stuff on top of stuff and all of a sudden these these effects could become ginormous and yeah what they are right now Uh, i laughed a little bit at one point because some guy and girl were recorded talking about doing karaoke karaoke. just from the audience yeah in the audience which was a little (laughs) weird that's awesome um and then the question part again was really good on his episode but for me it was a it was not the most exciting 
thing. I was impressed that he did it live. Like he did, you know, a lot of the the demo of how he makes skills live. Yeah, he actually made a skill effect live. Like yeah. you you saw the screen in his tool and yeah, yeah. Yeah, it could have been played at two times speed <laughs> and I would have been fine. But uh it, it is cool. I again it's not really fair to them because I feel like sometimes they're they're put out to like yeah. talk about something that's so integral to the game. It's such a cool part of the game, but it's not always the most exciting to be able yeah. to talk about it. Hey, Ivan, I want you to talk about how you make skill effects and just effects in general for the game. Go. And and you need to do it for we, you have a two hour window. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Don't forget to make them laugh. No pressure. What'd you what'd you think of it? I liked it, um, but it's it wasn't, you know, sometimes like um I think I was referencing one of the um, couch interviews that was done that so you wouldn't have seen it live um, during ExileCon where, you know, it was just a conversation between what three of the artists and the interviewer, but you learned a lot about the actual game. And that's where I learned about the Haunted Mansion and all that kind of stuff. Like you learn a lot of really cool gameplay stuff as a gamer. This This one's called Creating Game Effects in PoE and that's that's what it is, right? So, but there wasn't a lot of information there that would interest a gamer. It would interest somebody who's into creating visual effects. So somebody who's used to using those tools. So I didn't find it as personally as interesting as others, but though with my experience and my resume in the gaming industry, um, seeing how much effort and time and detail with the specific tools that they use that go into every single effect that we're just so used to skimming by. Like the the specific one that he made a live demo for, he made us how an attack looks, a spell looks from one of the bosses. And he made that live and he went through all the details of how you change the shape and the color and how you layer all the different aspects to it. And so again, that that's not the part that really interests me in games, but it reminded me about how crazy the amount of things that can go wrong in a game are before it's released. Like I remember once when I was uh, testing, what was it? I think it was NBA street, like way back in the day, one of their like arcade NBA games. And I was playing, I did a slam dunk. And every time I slam dunk, all of a sudden, I don't know what the, the terms are, but all of a sudden my player would go from like being a, looking like a cartoon basketball player to being like an explosion of, I don't know, like colors. And it would just be like lines shooting everywhere. And my whole screen went crazy and I couldn't see anything. And then the game would crash. And, you know, just like one little thing that would happen would send all this effort and all these particles all over the board. And so it's, it's, you know, when they do that and in a game with Path of Exile, where you have so many different visual effects whether it's the environment or skills that are happening or mtx's like just an infinite amount of things happening even like how a unique item looks with a skill mtx on top of it or um, an item mtx on top of it so much can go wrong and so i think it even if it's not something that interests you watch the video because the amount of time that's put into that one skill would kind of help you appreciate how even though it seems like there's a lot of bugs in the game, it'll help you appreciate how little bugs there are and how few bugs there are in the game, I guess. You know what I mean? How hard it is to just test all of that. But there were a couple other things that I actually quite liked. Uh, a lot of the times when you're interviewing like an artist or a developer, they'll reference tools that they use by name. But to me as a gamer, that doesn't mean anything. But it was neat to actually see 
in the live demo, the tool that they were actually using. So it was kind of neat. Like, I mean, they, I don't remember the name of the tool, but it was just neat to actually see the tool in use to see kind of the, the freedom they had along with um, some of the limitations that they might have. Uh, what else do we have here? Oh yeah. He had a kind of a cool comment. He said that a lot of the times they tweak effects after release because they'll go through quite a rigorous process of back and forth, back and forth. Okay. This is good. Okay. This department says this needs to be fixed. This department says this needs to happen. Okay. It needs to be shortened or this part needs to be increased. And so they'll go through and then finally the, the effect that they're trying to portray will get released. But then when you apply that to all the other skill effects and all the other monster effects that are happening in the environment, and then it looks like a big mess again. It was really cool to hear that they make adjustments to those, not necessarily as bug things or things that go into a patch report, but they make adjustments to effects after release. So I thought that was kind of neat, right? They're always thinking about that, thinking about the user. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. So one actually personal thing between you and I that I remembered during all the effort that they're putting in and the constant tweaks that they're making. It's hilarious. When Justin and I play together, and you know when you sometimes you kill that enemy and then you hear that poosh, and you know that big fireball is chasing you down? When you're in co-op, you have no idea who it's chasing, but basically that big fireball is coming after you, coming after you, and it's when it hits you, then it's going to explode. Well, when Justin and I play together, it's always me. It never chases Justin. That's true. And it, I used to, in, in that same regards, whenever Justin and I would play together, there's those, I forget what they're called, but they're the basically the purple enemies that can have something happen as they die. They can get stronger or they'll get like soul eater. Or sometimes when those purple enemies die, they'll leave a big AOE of lightning or fire on the ground that in a tiny bit of time, it'll explode and kill you. Well, I used to never ever be able to see those and i would die all the time we'd kill them and i would think we're safe and i'm looting away and i'm dead and justin would just hilarious oh my goodness justin would laugh at me all the time and i didn't even see it like i can barely see the screen as it is and i'm taking like 15 clicks trying because i keep missing right my eyesight's not the best anymore with this head stuff so i'm like 15 clicks trying to pick up this one rare item that i'm trying to identify and then i'm dead i don't even pick up the item and he would laugh and laugh and laugh and then one day one of the patches i don't know it might have even been before the 3.0 patch they changed those ground effects that those purple enemies would leave to be so much brighter i can see them like crazy now it is awesome so there's a lot that I appreciate that they do that we don't really know that they do. I feel like I feel like that that video would have been a whole lot better if like the almost most of the whole thing was the question period. Because I think it was cool to hear him answer the questions of people, players that had questions. Yeah, Q&A is always awesome. Yeah, I, it's, it's been my favorite part of the last two videos that we've watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for the next one. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, that just about wraps up episode one one of forever exile the path of exile podcast thanks again for everybody joining us i am justin aka tags and i'm tyler wad ouch (laughs) make sure uh, to check out the show notes if you're looking for any information about today's episode there might be some links in there you can find us at www.foreverexile.com and on my favorite social media thing (laughs) on twitter at forever exiled eight two peace